0: Before the Kardashians had any type of name or notoriety, there was one woman who started it all for them. The notion of famous for being famous as it was coined back in the 2000s. But this lady is the farthest thing from that in actuality. She's a businesswoman, entrepreneur, beauty mogul, reality star, and in 2006, she added singer to her resume. She goes by the name of Paris Hilton. And to the surprise of many critics and the general public alike, she delivered a classic pop album. In this episode, we dive into the history and outcome of Paris Hilton's pop album. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this trip to Paris. Hey everybody, my name is Michael Kadosh, and I'm here to welcome you all to Planet 2000s, a place where we celebrate pop music's most iconic moments from the most iconic decade in pop music history. Let's dive in. Hi everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Planet 2000s podcast. I'm your host Michael Kadosh, and this week we're going to be talking about Paris Hilton. A lot of people maybe may not associate Paris Hilton with music, but in fact she did release an album back in 2006... And it was actually pretty good. So I was a big fan of it back in the day and I thought, why not dive into it a little bit because I know that a lot of my listeners are big Paris fans as well. And I think the girl needs her flowers for her music career. So this album was her debut and only studio album. Paris was the one who basically started the movement of being famous for being famous. And... She was a tabloid staple, especially in the early, dash, mid-2000s. But Paris had stronger aspirations, and she wanted to become a pop star. And I gotta say, with this album, she honestly delivered. The album was released on August twenty second, two 2006, 15 years ago. So we're nearing the 15-year anniversary of this album, so it's a perfect time to look into it a little bit and see a little bit of its history. In a promotional effort for the album, it was made available online on the 14th of August 2006 on AOL Music, and that... It's something that was done very commonly at the time in the pre-streaming era. A lot of labels would go on either MTV's The Leak or on AOL Music. And they would put out the album one week before so people could listen to the album in hopes of buying the album. But you couldn't download it. You can only listen to it on that site. So it was kind of like a taste. And that was something that they did a lot in 2005, six, and seven. It was a very common promotional tactic. So Paris first flirted with the idea of recording an album while she was out promoting her show The Simple Life with Nicole Richie as early as 2003. She began recording demos until she was finally pitched the song Screwed, and she fell in love with it. Paris launched her own sub-label, Eris Records, and eventually got a distribution deal with Warner Brothers Records for the album.
1: I love all kinds of music. I love pop, rock, hip-hop, dance, reggae. So I wanted to make an album that was an eclectic mix of all those, so... Everyone can enjoy it, no matter what genre of music they like. It feels good to actually show the world that there's a lot more to me than what they may read in the media or what they see on The Simple Life, because that's basically a character that I'm portraying, and it's a comedy, so that's just how I act on TV, but in real life, that's not who I am. Music is definitely my main focus now. This is what I want to do. It's what I've always wanted to do. And now I have my record done and I'm just so excited for the whole whole world to
0: live here. So once word came out that Paris Hilton was recording the song Screwed and it was out because she was talking about it in interviews and Paris was being interviewed 24-7 back in the day. So she would pretty much talk about everything. She was quite the open book. Um, But a little bit of drama ensued. Turns out that Haley Duff, the older sister of teen queen Hilary Duff, had recorded her own version of the song, Screwed, first, and she had been planning to release it as the debut single from her own debut studio album. A legal battle ensued for the song, and once Paris's original version of the song leaked online, it really complicated the lawsuit, and it was going on for over a year. Paris ended up getting a distribution deal with Warner Brothers Records in 2005, one year after the song was recorded. And she continued work on the album, but just under the guidance of Warner Brothers. She was originally booked to have producer Rob Cavallo, who worked with the Google Goo Dolls and My Chemical Romance, executive produced the entire project with the objective of the album being a pop rock album and they ended up re-recording the song Screwed Together. Lucky for Paris, not long after, Haley Duff was dropped from her label, Hollywood Records, and that allowed Paris to use the song as her own. There were plans to have David LaChapelle direct the music video, and it was gonna be a whole big launch, but then Paris met Scott Storch, and things changed.
1: Well, I worked with a number of great producers on my record is Scott Storch. I'm actually in Miami right now staying with him and he's one of my best friends and he's just an incredible musical talent and a legend and I know that his music will be on forever and I'm excited to be this part of that. album. Yeah, I was done in Miami for a couple months with Scott Storch and um, I was writing my own music and going over the beats with him and basically did half my album I wrote. He's one of my best friends. He's so sweet and so much fun to hang out with and Just a musical genius, and I'm really happy to have him on my album.
0: After meeting with Scott Storch and recording the song Turn It Up, which ended up becoming a single, the direction of the album shifted, and Paris decided to go for a more hip-hop-influenced album. She proceeded to collaborate with Fernando Garibay, G.R. Rodham, Dr. Luke, and Greg Wells for what eventually became the Paris Album. The album is a pop album, but it has elements of hip-hop influence in it, and there are also moments of reggae and pop rock in the album's sound. The album title changed quite a few times. Originally planned to be titled Screwed, she changed it to Paris is Burning, and then to One Crazy Party, until she finally settled on the name Paris.
1: You know, it's kind of uh, different because most artists, before um, you hear their music, you've never really heard of them. With me, people have already seen me on The Simple Life and doing other things. So it's, I don't know, it's it's different. I love to work, I love to create, I love to entertain. So I think uh, with what I do, it's perfect for me and I just enjoy doing it more and more.
0: The album was originally slated for release in February 2005 However, it was delayed once she decided to change the direction of the album after meeting with Scott Storch. And a little fun fact for you guys, if you guys listened to my Christina Aguilera Back to Basics episode, which was in the first season, and if you have not, definitely go check it out after this, Christina was in a huge feud with Scott Storch. She had worked with him on the album Stripped, on many of the big songs on the album like Can't Hold Us Down and Fighter. What ended up happening was when Christina wanted to work with him again for the Back to Basics record, he was already working with Paris, and Paris was offering him way more money than Christina was willing to offer. Christina was a friend of Scott, so she was like, why do I need to be paying you an absorbent amount of money that's more than the usual when you're my friend? And he chose to work with Paris instead, and that influenced the song F.U.S.S. Interlude on Back to Basics, which, if you listen to my episode, you'll know exactly what F.U.S.S. stands for. But onto the music, you guys. There were three singles that were released from the album, Stars Are Blind, Turn It Up, and Nothing In This World. Originally, Turn It Up was scheduled to be released as the first single, even already being sent to remixers to begin work on the promo mixes. However, there was a last-minute decision to switch the single choice to Stars Are Blind, which I believe was a smart decision as the song became a true pop hit and a summer smash for the year 2006.
1: Stars Are Blind was one of my favorite songs I ever recorded. I was so excited the first time I was in the car, just driving, I had Kiss FM on, and all of a sudden, it started coming on the radio, and I was just so happy. I was driving in Malibu. So I just remember that. I'll never forget it. And just singing along and driving in my convertible down the road and just made me so happy and proud. And then it was playing on the radio all the time so it was really exciting. And Shooting the music video was so much fun and I had the best time doing it and was so proud when it came out and everyone loved it so much. And that was a lot of fun. And I love that Stars Are Blind is still an iconic song. It's timeless and People still love it, so that makes me really happy.
0: The first single off the album was "Stars Are Blind," and it was not just the first single off the album, but it was the debut single period by Parasolton. It was released on June fifth, two thousand and six. It was intended to be a summer anthem, and the song is a mid-tempo reggae infusion track, and was written by Fernando Garibay. Shepard Solomon, and Ralph McCarthy. The song received very positive reviews from the critics, with Sal Meni from Slant magazine saying, Stars Are Blind, which was commissioned to bridge the gap between the hip-hop and rock-inflected tunes on the album, has been the surprise of the summer, Nelly Furtado's promiscuous notwithstanding. It's a sunny, reggae-hued love song that has eclipsed new singles by some of the music's biggest stars. Not bad. Leah Greenblatt from Entertainment Weekly called it a summery island groove, while Ernest Baker from Complex Magazine listed the song as one of the 50 awesome guilty pleasure songs we're ashamed to like, but not really. And he also stated that the song was like a tropical escape from her tabloid headline persona, and instead you had what seemed like sincere emotions from The Socialite Incorporated into a ridiculously well-written record over spot-on production. So let's um let's go to the bridge, okay? Because I want to get that, make sure you have that down. Which one? The uh first two lines of the bridge, right after maybe I'm perfect for you. Okay. A bar before, okay? So you can warm up. Just sing along, and then we'll punch you in, okay?
1: Maybe I'm perfect
0: for you. She was a big part of what the overall picture of the vocal would sound like, but there were no tricks. So everything you hear, that's in key. It's everything is her. The music video for the single was directed by famed video director Chris Applebaum and follows Paris on a beach with her lover, doing what lovers do. There were two versions of the video that got released, one of which was considered too steamy for international audiences, so a storyline of a photoshoot was introduced to interpolate some of the riskier scenes in the music video. The music video premiered on MTV on June 6, 2006, and it was played in heavy rotation. Many critics believe that the video was a little superficial and actually didn't match up the level of the song itself. But you guys should just go onto YouTube and look up the video yourselves and be your own judge because personally I thought it was a cute video You know just some beauty shots and whatnot But that's all you really need from a Paris Hilton video and the song itself is fantastic So the video was just a little added something the song was a major home run on the charts, reaching number 18 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, as well as the top 10 in Canada, Australia, Venezuela, and more than 10 European countries, including a number 5 spot in the U.K. The song also reached the number 1 number one spot in hungary scotland and slovakia so i think it's safe to say that paris proved the naysayers wrong and she was able to score herself a true hit and the song is honestly fantastic in fact hold on let me just pause this podcast and just go listen to the song before i continue recording I just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know where you can find me on social media. I am on Instagram at planet two thousands, or you can hit me up on my personal page at Michael Kadosh, C A D O C H. If you guys want to talk about some good old pop music or just reminisce about some good times, then make sure to hit me up there. I'm also on Twitter or Facebook at Michael Kadosh. Back to the pod. Turn it up is the second single off the album, and it is an electro pop hip hop track. And it was written by Scott Storch, Penelope Magnet, Jeff Bowden, and Paris herself. Storch took care of the production on the track, and it was the first track that they recorded together. And it inspired Paris to actually change the direction of the album, and ended up being released as the second single on July 11th, 2006. It eventually became a huge hit on the U.S. dance charts, where it peaked at number one. That's right, Paris Hilton has a number one song on a Billboard chart. That's iconic. No official video for the track was ever made, but the lead single Stars Are Blind was still receiving such strong radio airplay, and it was climbing the charts that her label just decided to focus on pushing Turn It Up only to the clubs and leave Stars Are Blind more time to grow as the official commercial single from the album. The third single from the album is Nothing In This World, and this is my particular favorite favorite song on the album, favorite Paris Hilton song. The track is most definitely the most classic pop sounding song on the record. It was written by Dr. Luke and Shepard Solomon and it was produced by Dr. Luke. The song was released as the third single from the album on August 28th, 2006. Remember, I know that it was written by Dr. Luke and he has been in the news, obviously for all the horrific allegations for sexual misconduct against pop singer Kesha. This, however, was in a time when those allegations were not out Kesha was not out and he was the hot producer. So that is why he was writing pretty much every pop song at the time. Billboard magazine stated that the song was another undeniably catchy, hook-happy mid-tempo jewel by Paris. I had a few ideas, you know, and this was the one that she gravitated to. It's totally, totally rough. Is there
1: lyrics on it already or not? No,
0: she was able to hear it before it was done.
1: She had the vision to see it. The first time I heard it, there wasn't even words to it, but the beat was just so incredible. It's one of my favorite songs on the record.
0: I think she made it her own. (laughs) Paris did all the vocals. On the song. A lot of people don't realize that actually, a lot of the times in songs, the artist doesn't sing all the background parts and stuff like that. In a lot of really big artists, I really was determined to make sure that she did everything and she was a trooper and she did it. The song is most known for its music video, which many people believe to be Paris' best video. And I am one of those people. (laughs) The video was directed by Scott Spear, and is a spoof of the 2000s cult classic teen film The Girl Next Door, starring Alicia Cuthbert, who also makes a cameo in the music video. Paris plays the girl next door, who moves into the house next door to a typical high school nerd, and boosts his social popularity by showing up with him at his high school as his girlfriend. It's fun, it's cute, it's cheeky, it's perfect for Paris. And the song didn't do too much on the charts, however, it did reach the top 10 in Finland, and it has over 15 million views on YouTube, so it's still a soft win for the heiress and businesswoman. And it is my favorite Paris Hilton song. Some other incredible highlights from the album that I think are songs that could have been singles or that could have had videos are Jealousy. Jealousy is a song that was written basically about her relationship with Nicole Richie. You know, they were best friends in the 2000s and then something happened. The rumor is that when Paris was asked to host Saturday Night Live, and Nicole wasn't. Nicole was salty, and at Nikki Hilton's watch party for Saturday Night Live, Nicole played Paris's sex tape. We don't have confirmation that that's what happened, but obviously the blogs talk and the streets talk, and that's what we heard. But that inspired the song Jealousy. So, and it also has a incredible beat to it and an incredible vibe to it. And it's just a fun song. Another great track on the album is the song Heartbeat. It actually samples Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. Paris actually made a music video for it in 2021 during quarantine because Paris is iconic and can do whatever the fuck she wants. And if she wants to make a video for a 15 year old song, then she can do that. And she did just that. The video is out on YouTube if you guys want to watch it. It's really ethereal and she's very mermaid-like and it's really, really pretty pretty and it's a great song and another highlight on the album is a song fighting over me featuring jada kiss and fat joe it kind of has that hip-hop element to the album that scott storch inspired for the change in the sound and then of course the song screwed that you know had the whole drama with hayley duff such a good song knowing the whole backstory now you guys can listen to it and realize oh wow Damn. (laughs) But it's actually a pretty great song and it has the pop rock sound that Ashley Simpson and Hilary Duff were doing back in that time. So it's very 2000s. Since we are the Planet 2000s podcast, I can only assume that my listeners would enjoy it. The album actually received generally positive reviews from critics. And there was one main feeling that was common amongst the majority of them. Surprise! AllMusic commented that the album was more fun than anything released by Britney Spears or Jessica Simpson, and a lot fresher, too, while Billboard's Keith Caulfield said, "'Does it matter that Paris Hilton isn't a great singer? Not really.' Wisely, the gaggle of producers and writers enlisted for the project don't require Paris to do more than she's capable of, thus making the album Paris an enjoyable pop romp. Naysayers be damned! Hilton's releasing an album does not signal the end of days. Paris won't change the world, but it's good fun. All right, so maybe that review had a little bit of shade in it, but for the most part, he basically said it's actually a good album. The album did fairly well on the charts. It reached a peak of number six on the Billboard Hot 100 after selling 77,000 copies in its first week and has gone on to sell more than 600,000 copies worldwide. Now, in the grand scheme of things, compared to blockbuster albums of Britney Spears, no, it's not the craziest success. But considering that at this time, the world universally... And I cannot stress that enough, universally panned Paris' attempt at making music before it was even released. This is pretty impressive and is most likely due to the immense success of the single Stars Are Blind and the fact that the album was actually good, so I'm here to give my props to Paris. I just finished the
1: signing, I think it went really well. Um, it was so great to meet all my fans and I heard some nice compliments and it just felt really good that people are excited about my music and um... I've done book signings or fragrance signings, but nothing has been as fulfilling as this because this is something that I put my all into, and um, the fact that the response is so great, it's just, I can't even describe it, I'm so happy.
0: The album is available on vinyl right now, y'all should go pick it up, because I have my copy, (laughs) and it's a really good album, and if you want to just have some fun, get ready for a night out, and not take... Things so seriously, this is the perfect album. Music doesn't always have to be so serious. It can be fun sometimes. And I believe that the Paris album is fun. Paris, if you ever listen to this, just know that I am a huge fan of the album. And I miss your music, bitch. Come back. (laughs) And on that note, you guys, I want to thank you all so much for listening and for being so patient for this week's episode. Any requests you guys may have, send it in my DMs on Instagram. Until further ado, I'll see you guys next time on Planet 2000s.